So things are heating up. YouTube now has entered the arena to cancel Russell Brand. The Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. What's up, people? Welcome to the Griff Report. I'm your host, the Griff God, Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. What's up, chat? How y'all feeling, man? Shout out to the chat. We got Art Dog in the chat. I see Jev in the chat. Jev is uh, one of the members of Men of Water. What up? K Stacks in the house. What up, K? Baraka Tobias Obama. What the hell? Um, what's up with my rumblers? Rumble is becoming more and more important. Hey, y'all, I need y'all to follow me on Rumble just in case YouTube does some weird shit. I need y'all to follow me on Rumble at Hotep TV. At Hotep TV. What up, Jay? So we got a lot to cover today. Let's hop right to it. Hold on a second. Let me bring this up on the screen. You should see my mentions right now. Okay, good. You see my mentions. Wonderful. All right. Um, that was my promo tweet that was scheduled out. Obviously, you know, you, we're talking about Russell Brand today. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Reach inside the Griff bag. We'll talk about this Russell Brand situation. So the headline here for the New York Post reads, YouTube suspends Russell Brand from making money off of the streaming site after sex assault claims. But I'm going to read from this article here from um, NBC News, NBCnews.com. See what they got to say. Let's take a look. So... This is typical protocol for canceling someone. Uh, YouTube has suspended Brand's channel for violating its creator responsibility policy. And the platform said, if a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem, we take action for, to protect the community. You know, I can sit here and do the whataboutism thing, but I really don't want to. I don't want to line up all the people that they allow to stay online. All the sex trafficking shit that happens on these platforms. Let's just continue. BBC had also removed some programs. They said deemed to fall below public expectations. They removed it from streaming services, iPlayer and Sounds. Never heard of these things. Obviously some UK stuff. BBC said uh, there is limited content featuring Russell Brand on iPlayer and Sounds. We've reviewed that content and made a considered decision to remove some of it, having assessed that it now falls below public expectations. Which public are they talking about? Like, uh, I, hey, hey, let, let, let's let's just pause right here. Let me just talk about this. What public? Like nobody cares. 
Literally, nobody cares about this story. It's only big news because y'all making it out to be something. Because y'all doing the canceling. We forgot about Russell Brand until YouTube decided to demonetize him. Now, all of a sudden, they got to. Now it's back in the news. I thought I was going to cover this. It's going to be a one and done. Because this story popped up on the weekend and I covered the Bobert situation along with this. But um, again, here we are. We've reviewed the content and made a considered decision to remove some of it, having accessed that it now falls below public expectations. Where did the public vote on this? Like what public said, hey, let's take down Russell Brand? Nobody, we never had a vote. Nobody, nobody really cared. There was a story. We kept moving. Did they have this same animus towards Ben Roethlisberger? I'm always going to come back to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, his management announced Monday that it would be suspending the end of his comedy tour by polarization. So he has to cancel his tour, his comedy tour, which is probably, you know, paying some bills. I think this is a charity tour, though. So now you can't even get the money to the charity, whatever charity it is, addiction charity. The people who got drug problems. Um, now, at first, I wanted to say, you know, at first, like I said, you know, at first, we just didn't care. Right. It's like, oh, Russell Brand, it looks like an op, you know, whatever, whatever. But now that YouTube has demonetized his account before he even appeared in the court of law. Before there's any indictment or paperwork or anything like that, they've demonetized them. Now it looks like an op. Now it definitely looks like an op. It didn't look like one before. Well, it kind of did. It definitely did, actually. But now it, it absolutely does. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, now it's just like, wait. Oh, this is the Alex Jones treatment. I get it. I get it. Shout out to... Um, the men of water team for that take. Andy Eversole. So now let's go back in the bag and look at this. Let's take a look at, at this video. There's another video here I want you guys to see. And um, here it is. Megan Kelly on Russell Brand. Let's see what Megan Kelly has to say about the Russell Brand situation. Tell you guys, I realize that the knee-jerk instinct now by so many is Russell Brand is wrongly accused. These women are all liars. I'm sorry, this is extremely detailed. And in the case of the other woman, there's an actual set of medical records after she went to a rape crisis center the day of the alleged encounter, plus apologetic begging for forgiveness text from Russell Brand. Could you please for a second stay open-minded to the possibility that the women are telling the truth? We don't need to so overcorrect from the Me Too movement that every woman gets completely disregarded and called a liar when she finds the guts to come forward and make an allegation. They may be telling the truth. It's worth investigating. We don't need to knee-jerk condemn him, and we don't need to knee-jerk condemn them. I'm just pissed because what I've seen is like a rash of guys coming out to be like, it's bullshit. You don't know whether it's bullshit or not. Did you read the report of this woman? Did you read the rape, the alleged rape details? Did you read the text message that she has from Russell Brand begging for forgiveness? There's at least enough for us to want more facts. That's it. I'm
you know, there's some saving grace to what she said. You know, let's not cancel them. And then also, you know, let's not just dismiss the claims of these women. And that, that's not an entirely bad take. However, um, I'm trying to find the victims at this point. Let me see. What does this say? The brave victims of Russell Band's misogyny deserve full support this time. Let's get it right. Hold on. Let's pull this up on the screen. And you guys can follow along on the story with me. See if there's any, um, any meat on this bone. Pause. Uh, kind of played a notion across the line. Russell Brand wants remark. Okay. Yeah. Back in the day. I had no truck with any of this Bullock's brand was concerned. Blah, blah, blah. Let me fix that on your screen. Somewhat like the out of control bankers brand was a master of his universe. Wait, what? I need to get compared to out of control bankers. <laughs> and one October evening found him, uh, found him re-recording this radio show with his guest host. Uh, have been due to phone phone guests. Uh, Bran had a fling with his granddaughter, who was Georgina Bailey. Uh, and when the 78-year-old sax didn't pick up, the pair began leaving messages on the voicemail. And the first one, Ross shouted, he banged your granddaughter. And three more messages to sax later. It was consensual. She wasn't menstrual. Warbles Bran at one point. Bran subsequently revealed Ross had tried to make him cut the calls from the broadcast, but he refused. The BBC aired it from here. I'll assume you have access to Wikipedia. Okay. So what does this have to do with the victims? She, she wasn't a victim, was she? This is just, Oh, this is a hit piece. That's what this is. This is the guardian. Isn't the guardian from the UK? This is a hit piece. Brand got brand got too big. He got too big and too red pilled. That's what this looks like. So, all right, this has nothing to do with the victims. In fact, Bailey sank into addiction out of public eye, barring the fact that the brand story would probably be all anyone sees when they Google her for the rest of her life. But last weekend, she gave an interview to the mirror where she reiterated that her relationship with Brand had been consensual. Okay, so where are the victims? Because at this point, it seems like the victims are anonymous. Where are the victims? Russell Brand victims. Let's see. Um, police urge victims to come forward. Catherine Ryan hinted at open secret. More women come forward. Where are they at, though? They're all anonymous, right? Oh, man. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. There's no victims. Um, and, I, and, and, and I'd love to see people just talk about, you know, um, you know, uh, false accusations. Kitten Kudalini said, the Me Too movement has real victims. Uh, still afraid to tell their story, real talk. 100, Hollywood is sick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
That's true. And that's that's my point. You know, we need to make sure that women who really um, have been victims of any type of sexual misconduct uh, feel safe and, and are able to come forward. Absolutely. I think one thing that hurts that, though, um, I think one thing. Uh, thank you, uh, Steph, for cleaning up the chat. Uh, those type of comments will not be tolerated. Shalom. Um, but, you know, we have to talk about false accusations. False accusations needs its own movement. False accusations needs, needs a huge, 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 huge movement. It really does. Uh, to protect men because uh, reputations are on the line. And it really sucks to be falsely accused. Many men in life have to deal with this. Me being one of them. Me being falsely accused many times in my life. Um, I saw a story about I thought I was the only one, you know, that turned a woman down and then got accused of some shit. But there's this other dude who he said uh, he was hanging out with a chick, found out that, that, you know, the chick was talking to his friend. And he was like, oh, well, I don't want to bang somebody my friend is talking to. So he took her home. She slammed the door. Then the next day she told the friend that he was hitting on me. There's another one where um, I think the dude broke up with his girlfriend. She got upset, falsely accused him. He did two years. She went to go see her therapist, felt bad, and finally, you know, confessed that he lied, that that she lied, and he got out of prison. Um, uh, and just uh, I think uh, the the same dude had another story where he turned on a woman, and then you know she accused him of sexual assault. And um, this is what terrifies men about turning women down. I personally am terrified of turning down women um, because of the false accusations. You piss them off, right? And um, it's just a very weird place to be in because, you know, once a, a segment of the population gets it in their mind that you are in the same bucket as sexual deviants and rapists like it's a really hard place to come back from and build trust with people and it, it's like you don't want to you know not believe victims but you also don't want to believe victims because are they really victims right so it's a tough place to be in um and and i'm not exactly sure uh what the uh correct course of action is but i do think that Anybody who would, who is found out to be falsely accused and should do the time of the crime. Whatever crime you accuse somebody of that you falsely accuse them of, you should do the time of that crime. I mean, just that, just that simple. Um, so I, I um, you know, I, with this whole takedown of the different various medias around Russell Brand and all of that, to me it looks like an op, so until further evidence comes out, I'm standing with Russell Brand, um, mostly because I sympathize and empathize from my own personal experience. But like, how do you, you know, how, you know, how do you repair your life after friends hear false accusations about you and then decide to part ways with you, right? Like, how do you come back to, how do you even begin to rebuild your reputation when people try to place this label on you. It's, it's, it's a very tough place to be. It, it makes your stomach hurt. And, um, he said, I dated a woman who accused you of, you, you dated a woman that accused you of sexual assault. Shit is trash, bro. 
Shit is really fucking trash. That's why, you know, sometimes I, I, I understand Mike Pence, right? If he brings his wife everywhere. I understand. I understand because shit happens, man. You know, you out, hanging out. She's flirting with you. You're like, yo, listen, I got a wife. I can't do this. And I think a lot of this comes back to many of these women aren't used to being turned down, especially attractive women, right? Attractive women aren't used to being turned down. So when you turn them down, they're like, their ego is you know, takes a, uh, takes a blow. Their ego is offended. It feels vulnerable. Uh, there's confusion and, uh, nothing's worse than a woman's scorn. So to repair her ego, uh, she needs a displacement of negative energy and a displacement of negative energy comes in the form of transference and she's going to transfer it to you, make your life miserable. And since she's purged those negative emotions from her body and transferred them to yours, you're going to bear that burden and she's going to be relieved because she got her vengeance. How dare you say no to her? Sick, sick, sick world it is. Sick world. But like I said, the fact that YouTube demonetized them without any court hearing, not even an indictment, it's just, it's real fishy. It's real fishy. Real, real, real fishy. Real, real fishy. Um, I got to reach in the bag and find something to put me in a better mood because this shit kind of got me down. What else is in here? Um... There's nothing in here that's going to put me in a better mood. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Japanese women. Let's talk about Japanese women in the 304s. Let's take a look here. Can we even play this? Because are they? I don't even think they're speaking English. Let me see. Yes, they're not speaking English. Um... So I'll play it without the audio and you guys can see it. And basically what these women in Japan are saying is it's perfectly okay for many of them if their husband hires a prostitute. It's sort of cultural. It's almost customary. It's almost, it's just acceptable. It's, it's seen as normal. It's seen as, and they asked why, and one of the women responded, companionship. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, like, companionship? I guess maybe companionship while he's on the road or something like that? I don't know. I, mean, I thought companionship would be the woman's job, but there's a deeper message here, which we'll get to. Um, but it's, it's quite fascinating to see how other cultures operate. And the women are basically saying it's better than him going out and getting you know, a side piece or another girlfriend or, you know, sneaking around. But they're saying if he openly says, hey, you know, I got laid last night from a paid 304. It's like, OK, you need to get your jollies off and job's done. It is what it is. Um, So being a 304 is Japanese culture or acceptable in Japanese culture. It's part of business, part of life. Japanese, uh, Japan's a very interesting, very, very interesting place, very interesting culture. I have not gotten a chance to study it. 
still working my way through um, Mao Zedong and Mao. Mao's, Mao's very weird. He's a very interesting cat. Very weird. Very. He's a straight up asshole, too. But anyway, back to the point I was trying to say is. Um, it's fascinating how in a culture like Japan, where a woman cheating would be looked down upon, but a man not. And I think this comes back to the fact that men and women cheat differently. Women cheat emotionally and men cheat physically. And uh, I've spoken to women. You know, I've had a woman say to me that, um, you know, we were in a relationship, a serious relationship, and I had um, sexual relations with another woman. It's forgivable. She She wouldn't look at that as something to break up with me with. And I thought that was fascinating. It's not something I would want to do. But I thought it was fascinating, that type of take, because I think many women put too much stock in men physically cheating. They think, like, you know, and I'm not saying it's okay for men to cheat, but I think they put too much stock in it when much of the time when men cheat, it's purely physical, whereas when women cheat, Man, they they go for they go for your heart, they go for your juggler. They they'll bang your friends, they'll bang the people in your network. That's that shit is a crazy violation. Women, when women cheat, oh man, it's emotional cheating. So it's a little bit deeper. It's a little bit deeper than just being physical. I don't think women, except for the three oh fours, cheat. For physicality, usually it's some sort of emotional support. You know, and you guys can call and tell me what you think about that. We'll open up the phone lines at 3 p.m. If you want to get on the phone lines, text uh, Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. Type Hotep in your name to that number. We'll get you on the phone lines, hopefully. Um, they have room to be submissive without it being frowned upon. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. Japanese women are submissive. Tari said, because it's a service-based culture, the women are very service-based themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says a lot about the natural order of things too, right? The natural order of things with women being of service. And American women moving into service to their boss, service to corporate America, and not service to the home, husband and family and kids. What are they in service to? Who are they in service to? They're in service to themselves. The American women have been brainwashed to be in service to themselves. American women do. American women um, are selfish. I should say Western women, specifically American women, are are quite selfish. It's all about them and their career and success. And, you know, I could do bad all by myself and I don't need a man. Where's the care for the children? Where's, you know, even when we talk about raising children, you know, many of these women think, you know, if they have a good corporate job and they meet, the lower rungs of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then their job as a mother is done. They think they've done a great job because they've provided their children with things. When really, you know, those things don't raise children. The values, the ambition, 
the discipline. These are the things that build strong individuals. This is why you see, um, you see many athletes come from impoverished communities and to become the best in the world, like, because there were certain values, like, you know, just instilled in them. And, um, it, it lasts a lifetime in Japanese culture, Asian culture, women are raising those children. They're giving them their values. They're, they're, they're telling them respect the respect, dad, respect, husband, honor the family. But American, you know, I think a, a lot of the problem is American women don't have any culture. Oh, shit. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. American women don't have any culture. In fact, Americans don't have any culture. Damn. Did I just say that? I just said that. Americans, we don't have any culture. What is our culture? What is American culture? Really, like, what is it? What is it? We don't have any culture. Culture has been stripped from us. Culture has been stripped from us by Hollywood mostly. Rockefeller funded education stripped our culture. In Hollywood, everybody mimicked the movies. Everybody mimicked the propaganda. Media. Feminism. Completely destroyed culture. Completely destroyed gender roles. Now, we don't even know what gender is. This is what happens when you obfuscate details about a society. You have a situation where your society is run by vagabonds and heathens. Lecherous 304s. And now you got people, for example, let's just talk about the culture of football. Even the culture of football is being questioned. When Deion Sanders came in, now I remember back in my day, you know, you're on a football team, the coaches, man, they cussed you out, all types of stuff, man. You know, so Deion Sanders is running this team of football kids and he goes into this interview. I think it's a 60 minutes interview. Me and Uncle Hotep talked about it last night. You guys can go check that out. Patreon.com slash Hotep's been told you. Link in the description box. But um, Dion does a 60 minutes video and the guy says, you know, you came in and first day you said mean things to these kids. You said to these kids. Here, actually, let's play the clip. Hold on. Let me pull the clip. Up. I'm going to show you this soft pansy shit. Let me show you how soft the white man got. Let me show you how soft the white man got. Look at this. Me and Uncle Hotep talked about how bad the white man fell off last night. You guys might want to check it out. Really good laughs. Let's play this 60 Minutes clip right here. Cumbit Colorado players. At the first team meeting in December, Sanders encouraged players to enter the transfer portal, an open market for athletes to find new schools. I promise you it's my job to get rid of And make room for superior talent he planned to bring in. More than 50 players eventually transferred out. You got here and you didn't pull punches. You told some have, of these have guys. I, have I ever? You take a team that's won one game and you fired a whole coaching staff. So who did the coaching staff recruit? The kids. So the kids are just as much to blame as the coaching staff. And I came to the conclusion that a multitude of them can help us get to where we wanted to go. You told most of these guys, the more you jump in, the more room you're going to make. Those of you we don't run off, we're going to try to make you quit. Yeah. You made it very clear. Yeah. Now, if you went for that, 
if you was, were able to let words run you off, you ain't for us because we're old school staff. We coach hard. We coach tough. We're disciplined, Marians. So if you're allowing verbiage to run you off because you don't feel secure with your ability, you ain't for us. If some kid said, you know what, no, I'm staying. You're not going to run me off with your words. Right. Stay. So prove it. I'm sure that your straight talk was appreciated by some, but is, is this scorched earth policy good for, for college football or for the kids? I think truth is good for kids. We're so busy lying, we don't even recognize the truth no more in, in society. <laughs> this is why we raising soft ass kids. You hear what he asked him? Hey, for us. If, if some kid said, you know what, no, I'm staying. You're not going to run me off with your words. Right. Stay. So prove it. I'm sure that your straight talk was appreciated by some, but is, is this scorched earth policy good for, for college football or for the kids? Scorched earth policy? Scorched earth policy? Scorched earth policy? What kind of pronoun pussy shit is this? This is football. You go out in that field, you could die. You could die on that field. You could you could lose your ability to walk on that field. You get CTE, brain damage. Never walk again. Scorched earth theory. Now, when you go to the military, what do they do? In boot camp, they try to weed out the weaklings. Then they make a man out of the rest of them. How you going to play on the football team and words hurt your feelings. I don't want anybody on my team. I don't want anybody on Hotep Nation's team, life team, that words hurt their feelings. We don't do no pussy shit like that. What is that? So here he is trying to turn boys into men and they're calling this shit scorched earth. Insane. I think truth is good for kids. We're so busy lying, we don't even recognize the truth no more in, in society. Lying to the kids. This is the world we live in right now. Lying to the kids. Telling these kids, oh, you could be anything you want to be. You could be a, a dog, a cat. You a boy, you could be a girl. You a girl, you could be a boy. This is, we, we lying to motherfuckers. Literally lying. Yeah, dramatic language, Jack. Fuego said, I would consider Navy trailing, Navy SEAL training scorched earth. <laughs> yeah, now that, that's some harshness, Navy SEAL training. <laughs> Absolutely. He said, this scorched earth shit don't apply to football. Thank you, Saucer Prophet. This is not applicable here. This is football. And all he's doing is weeding out the, the weak. It was, I mean... If if I was there at the university and the coach came in and said, I'm going to get rid of y'all, make y'all quit. To me, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is a test. Well, I'm going to pass and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to be a starter. That's how I'm looking at it. And everybody that left should have left. Because obviously they scared. Obviously, they don't have the fortitude to make it happen. To go out there and get that W. And here we got 3-0. and And 60 Minutes talking about how you talking to kids scorched earth. And then we wonder why the next generation is so soft. 
We want everybody to feel good. That's not, that's not the way life is. Now, it is my job to make sure I have what we need. And this is what I come back to. Where is American culture? In American culture, you can't even be hard on boys anymore. You can't even scold a young boy. You can't turn that boy into a man. This is American culture. In football, white man that fell off, bro. To win. That I, makes a lot of people feel good. Winning does. I, I got to push back on this. You're, you're a father of college Five. athletes. Yes. If they called you and say, hey, we got a new coach, and they're telling me to get in the transfer portal. I say, son, you must, be, you, you must not be doing well. That's what you'd you say. You must not be doing well because you should be an asset and not a liability. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's what I would tell my son. Fuego de Bacerero said there is nothing he is saying that was not default coaching 30 years ago. Facts. That was default. He going light compared to some stuff I saw. He's light compared to some stuff I saw. Thoughts of Cronus said, want to thank you for introducing Walter Williams to us. I was listening to him today. Shout out to Thoughts of Cronus. Shout out to Walter E. Williams. Good stuff. Did you watch the Villanova lecture? Amazing lecture. I think I've watched it at least twice. I'm probably, gonna, probably do for a third. I think I watch it at least once a year. <clears throat> great, great lecture. Um, I might do a live presentation on that one day. Just sit down and watch it together. Do a little watch party. Walter E. Williams watch party. That might be cool. All right, let's go back in the bag, man. But again, like I said, this is what's wrong with this is what's wrong with our our nation. We don't have a culture. We have no culture. It's been stripped from us and replaced with Marxism. Marxism is our new culture. It's our new culture. Let's talk about the culture still. Let's let's stay in the same lane of culture. We got a sneako video here. Let's play this Sneeko video. What'd you say? Fuck the woman, fuck the woman. What? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Sneeko, Sneeko. We love women. We love women. We love women. But not, not like transgenders. Yes, sir. We love everybody. No, no. All gay men. Fuck gay. Fuck gay. Yeah, Mark, preach. What have I done? So what does this tell you? What does this tell you about Sneeko? Tells you that his his fans are kids. These are the ones that are watching these streamers. Kids, little boys, probably about my son's age. My kids know who Sneeko is. They probably be watching Sneeko. Right? I was at soccer practice the other day. I said to the I said to the kids, I said, uh, hey, everybody go collect the balls. You know what they said to me? Pause. <laughs> I got to say pause on the field with the boys and I didn't even show them that the boys on the field is playing the pause game pause they pause at me I'm like damn okay we playing the pause game out here too so now I got to pause myself on the field with the boys but coming back to my point what does it say about Sneeko's audience it's a bunch of kids right so when people criticize the manosphere I'm like first of all Sneeko's not in the manosphere that's number one Right. He wants to come in this lane and grift in this lane, but he's not in the manosphere. Okay. 
he's not one of the real players that are talking to men. Like when we talk about manosphere, this is man to man. This is not man to boys. Okay, boys need to focus on uh, calculus and reading, learning their history, learning economics. And then they can worry about this other stuff later. But they got a lot of prerequisite work before they decide to be a man. All right? They got to get their fitness right. A lot of prerequisite work to be a man. A man is going to be judged by his knowledge, partly. So get your knowledge up first, right? So 99% of his fans are little boys. And you hear what they say. Fuck the women. And this is the criticism that has been placed upon the manosphere. This is a criticism I've given to Fresh and Fit, criticism I've given to Sneeko and others as well, where I said, I get what you're doing. It's making you a lot of money, but it's toxic as shit. And this is the shit that they talk about is this toxic behavior. When I go on these platforms, I make it very well known. I love women. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. That's some gay shit to say you hate women. Fuck the bitches. I mean, I get the sentiment, right? Pimps up, hose down, or, you know, bro code, or whatever the fuck that shit is. But that shit just sound like more gay Rome, Roman soldier shit to me. That's what that shit sound like. Um, but the fact of the matter is, they're impressionable upon kids. Now, what happens when you raise a, a bunch of boys who don't respect women? You're going to have a clash of genders. You're going to have a clash between men and women, the gender wars. This is why I want them to be more responsible with their words and what they're saying. Add nuance to the conversation. Teach these boys nuance. Don't just get on the internet and act a damn fool, then be surprised when your fans see you out in public and they're saying belligerent stuff. Be an example to the kids. They watching you. Here he is surprised. You see his face? Look at his face. Watch it right here. Look at his face. Look at him. Look at his face. Oh my God. I cannot believe it. What did I create? What did I create? Got to be more responsible, Sneeko. Got to grow up, bro. Got to grow up. Sneeko's got a lot of growing up to do. If, if, if I'm put it like this. If your fans is 14 years old, <laughs> then you 14 years old. <laughs> Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. There's no way I have a child fan base and would be happy about that. It means you're a kid. You're a clown. Yo, little boy, who the hell, like, kids would hate my stream. They'd be like, yo, this dude is boring. Men should be watched by other men. Pause. Okay? Little boys is watching your content. You are doing something. Or you are a grown man, and little boys are watching your content. They're your fan. They're supposed to be fans of, like, athletes and... Uh, they're supposed to be fans of wrestlers, right? And MMA guys. And so if your fans is all little boys, you got an issue, bro. You got an issue with your content. That means you're immature. 
That's what that means. You're immature. And you got to do better. You got to do better. Got to do better. Let's go back in the bag. What else we got in here? Then we got a little history lesson in here. Let's go into the history lesson. This is very interesting. I saw this come across my, my desk today, a.k.a. my screen. Hold on. Y'all know um, I need to... I need my shit to be symmetric. Otherwise, I'm a freak out with the OCD. All right. Check this out. This is why you got to know your history, because it sort of paints a different idea of people than what Houghton Mifflin and your um, high school textbooks or grade school textbooks would have you believe. So it says here in 1862, Robert Smalls stole a Confederate ship and sailed it to freedom disguised as a captain, freeing his crew and their families. He also educated himself, became a successful businessman, bought his ex-owner's house, and served five years in Congress. So when the Democrats try to tell you about oppression, or when Kanye says slavery was a choice, you got to take a look at instances like this and really start to measure things up. I mean, is there oppression, like extreme oppression, if a black man can escape slavery, then go back and buy his owner's house. That means all of America could not have been extremely racist. Because somebody had to take the money. Somebody had to allow him to make the money. And then he let, spent five years in Congress. In 1862, Robert Smalls was serving as a as the pilot of a steam power Confederate ship, the CSS Planter. It was, damn, they didn't even give it a woman's name or nothing. Uh, it was transporting large guns out of Charleston Harbor and delivering them to Union Navy forces on blockade duty. Okay. On the evening of 12th of May, the ship was docked and the Confederate officers left the ship to spend the night on shore, leaving the slave crew on board. Rob had gotten permission to bring the crew's family on board for the evening as long as they were gone before curfew. <laughs> He's a slick, yes, this is a slick cat. Instead of the families returning to their homes at curfew, he hid them on a nearby wharf. At around 3 a.m., ready for his master plan, he dressed in the ship's captain's coat and straw hat, built up a head of steam and cast off. This is the problem with, with teaching your slaves too much, right? You didn't gave them every role on the boat. So they like, you going to leave a boat? Now I'm going to be out, bro. I don't know. I know how to navigate the seas. I've been doing it. Anyway, I'm not here to teach you how to be a slave master. First thing first, he sailed to the other wharf to pick up the crew's families, and then they began their hazardous journey to freedom. Can you imagine the conversation and the dancing and the singing and the laughing on this boat as they made this journey? They was probably cracking up. Walking about the deck, Smalls mimicked the captain's mannerisms, responding with the proper coded signals to the Confederate checkpoints. Only when the chip had sailed out of gun range and began heading straight for the Union blockade did the Confederates realize what was happening and they raised the alarm. Approaching the blockade, the Union Navy fleet, the ship USS Onward, was about to open fire on a seemingly Confederate ship, but Smalls raised a white flag, replacing the, the red Confederate flag, so they held fire. The onwards captain boarded the planter, and Smalls asked for a United States flag to mount the ship. He surrendered the planter and its cargo to the United States Navy. 
the people aboard the ship became free from the Confederate enslavers for the first time in their lives. Smalls became an advocate for public education following the Civil War and was elected to the state Senate in 1872. He eventually served five terms in the House of Representatives between 1875 and 1887. African Archives is the at name on this account. Very, very interesting. Um, now, uh, I think the only gripe I have here is his advocation of public education. And obviously he doesn't have the uh, hindsight 2020 that we do. So, uh, you know, to, to, to say he knew that there would be a Rockefeller, I mean, he probably contributed. He said, oh, you want public education? Say less. We will educate the children, but it's probably not what he meant. It's probably not his idea. The public education system we have now is probably not the idea he wanted. Independent education is the best education. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. If you ain't look it up for yourself, then you ain't really want the information. Your brain doesn't even soak it up. That's why many children go to school, they learn a bunch of stuff, and they don't remember anything because they didn't want to learn it. See, the way the memory works is the, the memory ordinarily um, remembers what it wants to remember. You have to want to remember something in order to remember it. Hotep Goldstein. Oh, here we go. Hotep Goldstein. He said, if a slave can do this, then you can get out the hood. Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. We got the coon starting already. Such a little history lesson of the day. But, you know, you just got to put these things in perspective. Like, how bad was it in these times if a black man could be a part of Congress? It, 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 the, the government couldn't be that racist. If a black man was in Congress, I just, I just, it's just not possible. It's just not possible. There had to be more to the story. It's not all just oppression. There's got to be more to the story. And, and one day I'm going to actually dive into some of the alternative work of, about, of black history. A lot of it's documented by Thomas Sowell. I just, I'm sort of black historyed out and I'm, I'm more interested in communist history than anything else and economics and banking. But once I get done with those studies, I, I might circle back to this. I probably will circle back to this. Maybe when I do my critical race theory course and correct the current course of create of critical race theory. <sighs> Did y'all take your master focus today? Make sure you do that. QR code on your screen, Plaza discount automatically at checkout. Link is also in the description box and the coupon code is grift report going to get you 30% off plus the, the, the 25 uh, sale price. We got a lot of new announcements coming for, uh, for Master Focus. You guys are really going to love what we're working on. Really, 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 really love what we're working on. And I can't wait to share that information with you. But for now, we're going to have to hold off. We're going to have to hold off. Thank you, Kay, for posting that link. All right, let's go back. Let me take the black face off the screen before we lose our viewers. I know our viewers don't like black people, so. <laughs> um, what's next? Hold on. All right. Mm, time for our CBDC update sponsored by Syscoin. Time for our CBDC update sponsored by Syscoin. Don't forget. We got the engagement group popping. Link in the description box below. Somebody please post that. 
that uh, that link to the Telegram. But the link to the Telegram in the description box below will take you to our engagement group where you can get paid to super dap, where you can get paid to use social media, you can get paid to be a part of this new community we're building online and being, you know, first movers in this uh, app. We get to create the culture. That's the most interesting part for me outside of getting paid to do this. But you will be a part of the airdrop. People will be airdrop tokens that hold value. It's going to be, I think it's going to be one-to-one assist if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, super dap coming soon. A lot of great features, including artificial intelligence. So make sure you look out for that. Shout out to Cisco. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into our CBDC report of the day. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Here we go. Daily CBDC update. So what's happening here? Russia has a digital ruble set to launch in 2025 to be used alongside individuals. Uh, and business cash rubles not meant to replace cash. Now, you know what? I should probably bring up the article for this because something interesting that I saw in here. So let's pull this up. I want to show you something. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's fix that on your screen. Watch this. I want to show you something. Okay, so uh, in regards to it replacing cash, right? It said, um, it's yet to be seen if Russia will eventually plans, if Russia eventually plans to ob oblige its citizens to accept state salaries, pensions, or social security benefits using only the CBDC. Previously, it happened with MIR, a state-run uh, card payment system the country launched in 2014 out of fear of U.S. and European sanctions, right? So... The first thing to uh, alarm you is the fact that any government employee or anything dealing with governments, such as Social Security and pensions, could be issued as CBDC. And this is something we've got to watch out for here in America, because that's a, a way that they'll push it on us. It's saying, hey, you want your Social Security, you want your pension, you know, state salaries, government employees. Now you got government employees running around with CBDC and people are asking you, hey, you know, do you take CBDC and all this stuff? Now you got to accept CBDC. Now you have CBDC. Now you're spending CBDC. It's really weird. Um, it says here, the Bank of Russia assures citizens that the digital currency will be used alongside individuals and businesses, cash rubles, and it's not meant to replace cash. However, now check this out, what they say about China here. However, China being a better than ally for Russia, better than allies in quotes, has already started paying civil servants in Shangsu state salaries and digital yuan to boost the usage of the state controlled currency. So this is already happening in China where civil servants under state salaries are receiving a CBDC, the digital yuan. So this is something to look out for, right? You're, uh, Government employee, government benefits. Guess what? It's coming in the form of a CBDC. CBDC. Next, uh, Shenzhen, China, preps new digital digital yuan giveaway, set to hand out ECNY tokens to fifty thousand citizens. Hopes to distribute almost one point four million worth of coins. One point four million dollars worth of coins. Now, this is commonplace in the cryptocurrency. Uh, well, like I told you with Syscoin, partner with Syscoin, we have the uh, engagement group in a telegram. 
And that's what they do. That's what cryptocurrency projects do. They give away money, mostly because they want people to be a part of the ecosystem. They want people to participate. And the easiest way to get people to participate is to give them something that has value. And now they're like, wait, I have this thing with value. I should do something with it, whether it's sell or or buy things with it, whatever it may be. Earn. Earn is a big thing in crypto, earning crypto. Some people say, hey, do I have to buy crypto? I'm like, no, you technically don't have to buy crypto. You can earn crypto. For example, I did some consulting work with somebody a few years back. Uh, they need like a, a month of uh, marketing help. And I charged them about $2,500 for that. And I told them to pay me in Bitcoin. I didn't want the dollar. I wanted Bitcoin. And that Bitcoin is worth more now than it was then. So you can earn Bitcoin, right? So that's commonplace to have crypto being given out. And uh, CBDC is no different. They're going to get people to use a CBDC with a cash payment. So the same thing is probably going to happen here in the United States. As we saw with the stimmies, the stimmy checks went out. Everybody cashed them. I know I cashed mine. Um, but the fact of the matter is when the government decides to transition to the CBDC, they will do what? They are going to give it away and say, hey, you know, open up an account and receive 500 bucks worth of CBDC. Who's not going to open that account? So, you know, again, looking at precedents to see what could be looming in our future. Next, Swift debuts a beta test for CBDC connector at CBOS 2023. It says uh, during this uh, beta test, 89% of Swift, pay Swift payments uh, reached the recipient bank within an hour. So currently in Canada, they have the CBOS 2023 conference as a financial conference, banking conference. And uh, this is going to be taking place, I think, today for like the next two days. I think it's the 19th to the 22nd, I believe this is. You guys can look it up. S-I-B-O-S. For all my audio listeners on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, this this uh, stream is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you guys want to subscribe there, please do so and leave a five-star review. I definitely appreciate it. So uh, the international world is moving towards a CBDC. They're moving towards creating this connector. And what is this connector for? So everybody CBDC can communicate and they can have cross-border payments happening, right? And make it easier to create the NWO C, the NWOC, New World Order Coin. We're going to open up phone lines. You want to get in on the phone calls, text 202-596-5631 with Hotep in your name, 202-596-5631 with Hotep in your name. And uh, we'll get right to those calls. I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial message. <laughs> 